it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 95, How to Start Your Business Before You're Ready with Ruth Kutze. So Ruth is the epitome of starting before you're ready. She put herself out there and was able to get four clients without a program created, without a website, without a brand, and basically just made it happen off the skin of her back. I love her story and I love the way she just moves forward even before she feels 100% ready. It's truly a testament to what's possible and how we already have enough within to be able to move forward with our business right now. We already have a network. We already have enough knowledge to serve people in the world. So I hope today you're inspired by Ruth's story and that you too are able to start before you're ready, take action, and never look back. Let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by iHeart Coaching, our signature program for new and aspiring online coaches. iHeart Coaching is your one-stop shop designed to support you in becoming the next standout online coach. Whether you're brand new to the digital space or looking to take your coaching business to the next level, this is a comprehensive program that's going to show you how to build a successful coaching business from A to Z. We're going to share how to generate maximum revenue and book out your calendar with dream clients. To learn more, go to iHeartCoaching.com. Welcome to the show, Ruth. I'm super excited to have this time with you and catch up. I'm so excited to be here. It's it's so funny hearing your voice because it takes me right back to, to four years ago. Wow. Has it been four years? That's insane. We're going to yeah. cover all of that today. <laughs> yeah, I think nearly awesome. four years. So take us back. What I love to ask our um, incredible guests on the show is tell us a little bit about the story behind the success. So I think for me, I had... I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I kind of dabbled, but I had this whole idea that to be an entrepreneur, you had to be a man and you had to come from money. And I wasn't either of those. So even though I studied at university, I studied psychology or at school or college, as you call it in the US, I studied psychology and business. I never thought it was a path for me. So I worked in sales and I worked in education. And then I just, I got to that stage where I was like, I really can't, can't not do this. So I think for me, a big part of it was like the building up of working for someone else. And the more that I did it, the more that I was like, this can't be all that is. I have to do it. Because if I don't do it, I'm not going to ever, I'm not going to ever actually give myself that credit that I've tried it. And I think that was a big part of my story that actually you have to go out and do these things. Otherwise, you're just going to be living a life thinking, what if? And so before you started your business, had you seen other entrepreneurs around you or what? what who was it that was inspiring you to even think about this or consider this path? So really interestingly, before I started my business, I didn't really... I couldn't, I didn't really know any entrepreneurs. So I, I literally didn't know anybody who was an entrepreneur. The only people that I knew, the only person that I knew who was an entrepreneur was my friend's dad when I was a kid growing up. And he was, he was a builder. And I remember him, they used to have the biggest house and the nicest cars. Like this was in the eighties in the UK. They had Mercedes and BMWs. They had ensuite bathrooms. This did not exist. I'm telling you. And then they lost everything. So that was my first experience of entrepreneurship. And then I didn't really know anyone. Um, But then um, 
it's six years ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah, about six years ago now, I was deputy head teacher, deputy principal of a, of a secondary school in the UK. So it's a high school in America. And I was walking around the school and the head of science said to me, have you thought about hypnobirthing for your child? And I was like, no, what is it? And I was at the stage where I was pregnant thinking, oh my God, I've got no idea how I'm going to have this kid. Like it's, you know, it's kind of that realization you have to have the kid when you become pregnant. Um, you're, you're so excited about like being a mom and then you're pregnant. You're like, oh my God, I have to get this kid out of me. And he said to me, like hypnobirthing is amazing. My wife has just started a business doing it. So she then became a hypnobirthing instructor. She then started an online hypnobirthing school and she's now a coach. You probably know her. She's called Susie Ashworth. I don't know if you know her. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, when I'd gone back to work after my first daughter, so about 18 months later, I remember speaking to her husband again and he's like, well, Susie's got this online business and, and Susie's doing this. And I was like, okay, so if Susie's doing this, I wonder about the online world. And I'm really, I, I talk about it in my book as well, but if I had not known Susie, I would never have really known about the online world because it was completely out of my frame of reference. So everything, actually, I probably owe to Susie Ashworth. I love that. And so it started to get your wheels turning, all those conversations with him and, and understanding what Susie did. And so at what point did you think, okay, well, I'm not going to get into hypnobirthing, but <laughs> I'm curious about this coaching world. I'm cur- curious about the online space. And I guess more specifically, did you have this feeling like you were meant to be a coach? Yeah. Oh my God, Emily, I'm sure I must've told you this before, but I, I'd always wanted to be a coach. So back Back when I was in school, I was studying psychology and business and I heard about coaching. And then I, I remember looking up life coaching so many times and it was always my image of life coaching was that you have to be an old woman. Um, you have to be like, you have to basically be like this old Californian chilled out woman sitting on her phone. Um, for some reason, she looked like Miss Marple, which doesn't really correlate with the <laughs> idea that she was Californian. But that was what I thought. And then actually through my work, I had coach training and I was, I was coaching people and training as a coach, but I, I had this whole disconnect with what I was doing at work with the online world. And I, I knew that I wanted to be a coach. I knew that I definitely didn't want to be a hypnobirthing instructor. Definitely not. Having babies is enough for me. Um, <laughs> but I, th- there was this whole thing that I was like, I know that I don't want to do what I'm doing now. And I know that I want to be a coach, but I've got no idea how it's going to happen. Yeah. And so were you just remaining open or were you actively searching for a way to make it happen? For a long time, I was remaining open and I was, I was thinking, I think it took me about seven months before I even kind of admitted it to my husband that this is what I wanted to do. And he wasn't even my husband then. Like, you know, we only got married in May 2017. So I admitted it to him. And then I think via Susie, I started to get into these groups. And I remember going to um, Kimra Luna's group. And I started to see this whole world that I didn't even know existed. I didn't know. I mean, at that time, like working from home, being able to do something that you loved and getting paid for it, that if you'd have told me a year before that this existed, I'd be like, no, it doesn't. 
like because it was so out of my realm of of reality I was nearly 40 years old I hadn't had and I didn't know anyone who did this Wow. And so take us back to that point in time where you discovered, you know, or you figured out this is the time where I'm going to start my business. This is something I'm going to get off the ground. How did you make that decision? Um, So for me, it was, I'd had my first daughter and I'd gone back to work full time and it was just, it was so hard. Like balancing it was really hard. And I knew that I wanted more freedom. I knew I wanted flexibility. All of those F words that we always say, we want freedom, we want flexibility, we want these things. And that was when I was like, okay, I've got a choice. And then I became second pregnant with my second daughter. And I was like, I've not only got a choice, but I've got a window. And so it was then that, so that was four years ago that I was like, okay, I've got a I need to do it. So four years ago was when I got my first client, actually probably about four years ago to the day today. And, um, and that was when I was like, right, I need to, I need to work out how to make this work. I need to understand how to make this work for me. Hmm. And how did you get your first client? I know a lot of people are in that place where they're like, I want the freedom. I want to be able to stay home with the kids. I want to be able to move forward with this dream, but where do I find these clients? Oh my gosh. So for me, and I was really green and quite clueless. So at that at that time, I literally wrote an email to my friends, um, and there was only about four of them. And it was people that I knew who were connectors, so friends of mine that, are, that always had lots of different friends. You know the friends that you turn up at the birthday, and you know about two people there, and they seem to have about 80 other friends. So those yes. were the people that I emailed. <laughs> I'm like... These people know everyone. So I emailed them and I was like, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm now a qualified coach. I've got this experience. I'm, and, and at the time I had no niche or anything. I was literally like, I will, I can help them. And, and it was something like, I could help you with health coaching, relationship coaching. I put everything on that email. And I actually got four <laughs> clients from it because they forwarded it and I guess it's the power of recommendation, isn't it? Because then people were like, oh yeah. So I did, from that, I did one health coaching, one relationship coaching client. I realized that they were not my niche. Um, thank you so much to those people who they were. And I did, at the time, the thing that really appealed to me was like confidence coaching and career coaching. I'd done leadership coaching in my work. So um, that was the next thing that I was doing so two of them were confidence kind of career coaching and that it gave me the confidence to think, oh my gosh, someone's going to pay me and let's be, they didn't pay me much, but someone's going to pay me for this. And that was a massive kick and the kick that I needed. Wow. So I just want to break this down a little bit because there are lots of people who have, they've caught the coaching bug or the business bug and they know that they want to move forward with something, but you had so much bravery and, and so many guts to be able to reach out to your friends and just ask for those referrals. So where do you think you got that motivation or that, that kind of the drive? I think that I, well, basically I realized that I had a window. So because I was, my second daughter was born in, in July, 2016. So I knew that I had maternity leave. So I basically was like, okay, I knew that when I got married in May 2017, I didn't want to be working there. And I knew that I had this window and that really drove me because I had a deadline. So I was like, I have to make this work. And when I say make it work, I was like, 
I have to be earning at least the equivalent for my husband to take it seriously. And I know we all talk about the husband and the, there's that whole thing, isn't there, that when a woman says, I'm going to go and ask my husband, we're like, mm, I, why does she have to ask her husband? But mine right. was slightly different in it, that it was like, if I can convince my husband, and he wasn't even my husband then, but if I can convince him that this is a viable business, then I can, I can live the life I want to live. So part of it was about showing him that it worked, but also it was about showing myself that it worked. And because I had that deadline, I was like, I'm not going to let anything get in the way. And did you even have a website up at the time that you reached out to your friends? No. Nothing. <laughs> you didn't have a program created? No, I had nothing. I love I this. So. I didn't even know what type of coach I was, Emily. <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm just sharing this because I want to illustrate the point that I always try to make to people who are just starting out because people do get obsessed with all of the, mm. the, the branding and what their title is and having the perfect program. And you're just like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm starting before I'm ready. I'm starting before I'm even really out there. Mm. And you utilized the network that you knew already existed. And I think that's the most important point here because people think, oh, I need a list of 100, 100 people or 1,000 people or I need this many followers on Instagram, but everyone already has some sort of network and way in which to get in touch with their ideal client. Exactly. And I think your network, like those people that already know and love you, they're going to talk about you in such a way that nobody else is going to do until you build those relationships. So even if it's a completely different field to what you've normally worked in, your network is so important. Love it. So you move forward, you got those clients. What happened next? I then had a little bit of a break to have Sophia. Um, and I got my, I got my first, I say, I got my first online coach. And funnily enough, my first online coach kept talking about this lady and I didn't know her. And she kept saying, Oh, Emily Williams, Emily Williams. And, um, and enough that I then went on Emily Williams website and the really funny thing was, I had no idea, despite the fact that my husband works in digital, I didn't know about Facebook pixels. So I went on your website once and then I was being stalked by this beautiful lady in pink. Um, and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this, this is destiny. I'm seeing her everywhere. She's got this program. So after that, I joined iHeart Coaching. So that was in, I think it was September, 2016. Does that sound right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So I joined, I joined your program and a big part of that is that you were ahead of me. So I could see that you were where I wanted to be. And, and it was, it was so many things were transformational about it. I think the pe the other people on the program and people that I'm still friends with, Lucy Griffiths, Lucy Griffiths, Lucy Griffiths, Gillian, Julie, um, Oh my, I can think, I can name so many names of people who were on that program that I'm still in touch with. Um, and I'm just seeing someone's face and I can't remember her name. It's really annoying. Molly, <laughs> Molly, um, so many women who were on that program. And I think that was something that was really important for me because still, even by that stage, so September, I still didn't really know anyone bar Susie who had had a successful online business. So it was, I was moving to that next level. And I think that was really important to surround myself with people who not only wanted the same thing as me, but people who were ahead of me. 
And what you did that time, which I'm not sure that you'll do again, but um, because obviously I know it's been a break, is that you had people who'd done it before as well, who were kind of in the group as, and that was great because we could see what where we could potentially go as well. Mm, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I think community is such a huge part of the work that we do at I Hurt My Life. And I've been really honest in that it was never my intention to make group programs that resulted in people having, you know, best friends <laughs> and, and these lifelong relationships. But that's been an incredible thing that has come from all of this work. Mm. Yeah. And so you, I remember you in the program, you know, you were one of those people who was um, incredibly gung ho on making this happen. You were always showing up on the calls, asking questions, participating. So what do you think besides the relationships, what, what transformed in your business during that time? Or what did you learn that really helped you get to the next level? I think it was definitely about doing it before, like starting before you were ready. Like a hundred percent starting before you were ready. I mean, and how did that show up for you in terms of results? It meant that I got the results. So by the time that we'd finished, um, I was earning, I was doing 10 K months. So by consistently, so by by May, 2017, I was doing 10 K months consistently and I never have stopped doing that. And I've grown and grown and grown since there. And that was because I just kept going. I didn't ever think, um, actually, I need to take a step back. Um, I just kept going. Yeah. And you obviously got clear on the type of coach that you wanted to market yourself as the programs (laughs) you wanted to put out into the world. Um, you got a bit more specific. Uh, I know that you did launch, you know, your brand and put yourself out there online. You learned all of those skill sets. And what would you say, like looking back, um, was something that was challenging for you that you moved through? Oh my gosh, so many things. I think time was a big thing for me at the beginning. So I had, I didn't have proper childcare until January 2017. And at that time, my youngest daughter, Sophia, was only in three days a week for for four hours at a time. So that was 12 hours. Um, And that was to run my entire business. Uh, Then on top of that, I went back to work one day a week. So I had probably about eight hours a week of childcare. So time was a big thing. I think comparison, oh my gosh, that was such a thing. Um, you, And this is definitely a big learning because you saw people who were doing other things. And you kept thinking, oh, maybe I should do it that way. Maybe I should do it this way. And a big learning was like, actually take the lesson, see what it is about them that inspires you, or as you would say, that makes you jealous and learn from it. Because actually you're not going to be them. You're never going to be anyone else. And the more that you can step into who you are, the better. And that was a big learning for me. Um, I remember thinking like, I can never do this because I've got like, and I made all those excuses. But when I took a step back and realized those excuses were my way of being safe and keeping myself safe, I was able to move forward. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for a lot of people in the online space. We're really blessed to be able to see so many examples of people doing big things in the world and doing things that we want to do. But sometimes it can sidetrack us and it can Mm -hmm. be that whole shiny object syndrome that leads us in a direction that we're not actually meant to go in. So how did you kind of bring yourself back to what you knew your real purpose was and to um, make sure that you remained focused? I think coaching definitely helped with that. But I think as well, it was 
about asking myself, like, what can I learn from this situation? What can I learn from this person? Is it that they that they've got something that I want rather than they've got something that I I want to be? And Hal Elrod, who I absolutely love, he always says, be different, not better. And I think I'd read Miracle Morning at that point. I think that maybe even you recommended it. And I was like, yeah, be different, not better. Because I can be different and I can learn and be inspired. But whenever I feel that, I hear that voice, I hear his voice in my head saying, be different, not better. And that really helped me. Mm, Beautiful. And so you achieved your 10K months. Mm. You were able, I assume, eventually to no longer spend any days at that job. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So I left in April 2017. So just before we graduated. Yeah. Amazing. And so what's happened since then? So since then, I have... So I launched my first group program in June that year. I've now got, oh my God, something crazy like 12 different income streams. So I've got not only my coaching business where I do masterminds and retreats and one-to-one and group programs and courses, and I've got a membership. I've also got a second business I started last year where I train coaches. So I had... Because I used to be a teacher, I'd always thought about, um, and I used to, I did a lot of co- coach training. I remember my first day of coach training, which was over five years ago. I went into the room and I did the maths, and I, I'm very much one of those people that I'm like, okay, so they've got 100 people here, and it's a free event. How many do you think they convert, and how much do they, how much do they get from those people? And I was like, they probably make between 50 and 100 grand each weekend. Okay, so if they're doing that. 50 weeks. And I, I did the sums. I was like, Hmm, this looks like it could be a business. Um, so it'd always been in the back of my mind. Maybe I could train coaches as well, um, to become qualified coaches. So that's something I started in November last year. Um, and it was really easy to start a second business because I already had built that credibility for my first business. Wow. That's amazing, Ruth. So I'm curious to know, what does your husband think now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's completely different. And obviously when we're recording this, we're currently in lockdown in the UK as we are in the US, maybe not when it comes out and we're both working. So he's got a, he's a marketing director. He's got a very senior, like board level role and he's very supportive of my business. He understands like, um, it's bringing the money. We're able, we were meant to be going on a really lovely holiday before this happened, but we have more opportunities. Our kids are able to go to the schools that we want them to go to. We're, we're able to give them the opportunities that we really wanted to give them. And that was such a huge part of my why that I wanted them to have those choices that I didn't have when I was a kid. And I'm able to work less hours as well. Like it, it sound it all sounds a cliche because it's not you know behind the scenes we do have those days when we're up till two o'clock in the morning and we're we're doing all of that but actually the balance of it, it it's just such a better lifestyle and I like what I do I I love the people I work with I get results it's a I can't even imagine what how different my life is and I can't even believe that the person four years ago would have thought that it could be here wow 
And I remember in particular, you talking a little bit about making the decision to move forward with iHeart Coaching. And you told your partner, your husband um, yeah. now <laughs> at the time that you you told him the price point and you said that his face went white. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you were able to make that decision, even though he was a bit nervous about it? Yeah. So those people who are listening probably don't know. My husband is... Um, of African, well, he's of Ghanaian heritage. And so his skin is not naturally white. And I remember, I remember saying to him how much it was. And honestly, everything drained from his face. And I just said to him, like, believe in me, because I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think it would work. And that's wow. all I said. And and it's funny because today I said to him, so it's seven o'clock at night tonight. And I said to him, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. He's like, who are you doing it with? And I said, Emily. And he went, Emily from iHeart Coaching. I was like, yeah, Emily from iHeart Coaching. Because Emily and James became so much part of our life. And I know it may be different now, but I used to have calls with James every month. And, you know, the baby might have been in the calls. And it was, it was so much part of our lives. And I think that, you forget and it's really easy to move on and to forget about where you were there. And it's very, very nice to go back and to remember how much those things helped you in the past. Hmm. That's so lovely. Thank you for sharing that. So I'd love for you to share one more thing with our audience, Ruth. So I'm curious to know about what's next for you and your company and what you're excited about as you move forward into this year. Okay, so what's next for me is I'm training coaches at the moment, but my big vision is, you know, I think that Brendan Bouchard model is actually having people coach under my umbrella brand. So that is what I'd love to do. I'd love to have my coaches under my umbrella brand and really grow that brand and that school of coaching. So that will have a bit of a neuroscience slant. Um, and so it will have an element of business coaching, but it'll be much more about that kind of personal development coaching. Um, and that's where I want to be. I want to be seen as the UK, um, kind of the UK Brooks, Brooke Costello stroke Brendan Bouchard rolled into one. That's my dream. Amazing. And what is one way that you recommend people create a life better than their dreams, Ruth? They start. As Marie, the Queen Marie would say, start before you're ready. And you are never going to be ready, honestly. So start now. Mm, agree completely. So where can people find you, Ruth? Well, luckily, I've got a very, um, very uncommon name. So my name is Ruth Kudzie. So it's K-U-D-Z-I. Um, that's my website. That's me on Facebook. That's me on Insta. That's me on LinkedIn. And I've got a group on Facebook called the coaching community as well. Love it. Thank you so much for your time, Ruth. I know your story has inspired so many people and I'm just excited to hear you share the I mean, major point and major success tip that I think so many of us need to hear that we have more than enough to get started now. We don't have to keep waiting. We don't need to put our dreams on the back burner. We can just take that action. And as we move forward, things will start to happen and become even clearer. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. Thanks. I hope you loved today's episode. Remember the program that helped Ruth catapult to those 10K months and beyond? 
is available for you too. Go to iHeartCoaching.com to learn more and to work with us closely to build your own dream coaching business. Thank you for listening to the iHeartMyLife show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on iHeartMyLife now. See you next time.